Welcome to Bible Conversations. We are excited to share with you thoughts from different ministers across Texas and Oklahoma for our conversation starters this year. We hope that you will join us as we read from the book, Make a Change. You can find this book on Amazon in an ebook format or in print. We hope you will enjoy this short devotional thought as much as we have. Today's conversation starter comes from the 15th week of Knowledge and Understanding. The entry is dated April 11th by Jonathan Crowell. The title is Just the Facts. The Prince of Granada, an heir to the Spanish crown, was sentenced to life in solitary confinement in Madrid's ancient prison called the Place of the Skull. The fearful, dirty, and dreary nature of the place earned it the name. Everyone knew that once you were in, you would never come out alive. The prince was given one book to read the entire time, the Bible. With only one book to read, he read it over hundreds and hundreds of times. The book became his constant companion. After 33 years of imprisonment, he died. When they came in to clean out his cell, they found some notes he had written using nails to mark the soft stone of the prison walls. The notations were of this sort. Psalm 118, verse 8, is the middle verse of the Bible. Ezra 7, 21, contains all the letters of the alphabet except the letter J. The ninth verse of the eighth chapter of Esther is the longest verse in the Bible. No word or name of more than six syllables can be found in the Bible. When Scott Udell originally noted these facts in an article in Psychology Today, he noted the oddity of an individual who spent 33 years of his life studying what some have described as the greatest book of all time, only gleaning trivia. From all we know, he never made any religious or spiritual commitment to Christ, but he became an expert at Bible trivia. This story illustrates a concept that is important for us as we begin seeking to know God and His Word. In the Bible, there are different depths of knowing. The place where we start our knowledge of God is expressed by the word oida, and it basically means one, to have information about or to know, two, to know or to understand how, three, to be acquainted with, four, to grasp the meaning of something, five, to remember, recollect, recall, or be aware of, and six, to recognize merit. We see some examples of this used in reference to Jesus. For instance, John chapter 6, verse 47, to the lame man whom Peter healed in Acts chapter 3, verse 16, and of the Pharaoh who did not know Joseph, Acts chapter 7, verse 18. While knowing information about God from his word is where we all start, we need to recognize that there is danger in remaining at this level of knowledge. We can see this in a confrontation that Jesus had with the Pharisees in John chapter 5. In this chapter, the Pharisees are very upset with Jesus because he had made himself equal with God, John chapter 5, verse 18. As Jesus responded to them, he pointed out why they should believe that he is the Son of God. As a part of that rebuke, Jesus said, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. John chapter 5, verses 39 and 40. Notice what Jesus said about these Jews. They searched the scriptures because they thought that eternal life was found in them, and yet the purpose of the scriptures was to teach people about Jesus. The Bible was meant to be a means to an end. We have God's word to show us how to live in a relationship with Jesus. Don't miss the importance of this. Jesus makes it clear that eternal life is found only in the relationship we have with him. What this means is that it is not adequate to study the Bible just to know the facts and details of the Bible. 
It does no good to know the fact that Jesus was born in Bethlehem without knowing him. It does no good to be able to recite the teachings of Jesus without striving to live by them. It does no good to know all about the crucifixion without being covered by the blood Jesus shed. It does no good to gather with the church to worship him without him truly sitting on the throne of our hearts. I can never forget that the Bible is God's book. It is a glimpse into who he is, his thoughts, emotions, power, will, and love. This should always remind us to approach our study with a view toward how it should shape our relationship with him. I know that we think we know this, but do we really? Do we really get how often relational terms are used to describe our salvation? I don't know if you have ever noticed or not, but most of the metaphors in the New Testament that describe our walk with Christ have to do with relationship. Christ is the bridegroom and the church is his bride, from Ephesians chapter 5. Christ is the shepherd and we are his sheep, John chapter 10. Christ is the master and we are his servants, Luke chapter 17, verses 7 through 10. Even the metaphor of the body from Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is about the church's relationship with each other and with Christ, the head. There are two questions that come naturally from this. The first question is, how well do we know God? What were your thoughts when you read the story about the Prince of Granada? Can you imagine reading the Bible for 33 years and only taking away Bible trivia? Yet how long have I been a Christian? How much knowledge about God and about Jesus do I have? The second and more important question is, what changes in my life have I made with the knowledge that I have? One thing that I teach my children and everyone else is that we have not done good Bible study until there is life change. We can know what the Bible teaches, but it does no good until we live it out in our lives. Let me leave you to seriously consider the answers to these questions. What life changes do I need to make? And how will I start today? Thank you for listening to this Conversation Starter. We appreciate your desire to grow in the knowledge and admonition of the Lord. We ask that you reach out to us via email at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. Or you can send us a text at 972-905-0856. Please tune in Friday for our full episode.